From Nickelodeon Animation in Burbank, California, this is the Nickelodeon Animation Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm Hector Navarro, and we've got an epic episode for you today. After the immense success of Avatar The Last Airbender, Mike DiMartino and Brian Konitzko followed up with The Legend of Korra, an incredible show full of amazing action, but also full of characters that you loved. I'm talking about characters like Korra, Mako, Bolin, and Asami. And today we have got the voice actors from that show, voice of Korra, Janet Varney, the voice of Mako, David Faustino, and the voice of Bolin, PJ Byrne. But stick around for a second bonus interview because you know that we had to talk to the voice of Asami, Seychelles Gabriel. So stick around for that. And without further ado, I give you the cast of The Legend of Korra. Republic City is a war zone. While Prince Wu led the remaining citizens to safety, Team Avatar battled Kuvira's giant mech, but no amount of bending could bring it down. In a last-ditch effort, Asami and her father outfitted the hummingbird suits with platinum cutters. Hiroshi helped Team Avatar infiltrate the mecha giant, but he paid the ultimate price. Is victory within reach for our heroes? You have a perfect podcast voice. Get it's out so of here. Calming. Really? Yeah. It's really, it's really nice. So it's Thank a very you. nice drive. You know, it's lying in bed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> holding holding a friend's hand. <laughs> taking a, a walk. <laughs> Just a friend. Just a friend. <laughs> walk away from Nickelodeon and be like, NPR, I'm getting a bigger deal. This is it. No, this is where With I want to be. How did you get into voice acting? Is this something that you always planned to do, or was it just something that you guys sort of just fell into? I'll go first. Yeah, I, uh, take no, that. No, no, I don't. I, don't. Please, I like no, when you please. take it. You know no, what I was thinking like, as you said that? I was like, I hope David goes first. David, I David like always goes first. Because you have like a legit voiceover, like, like you came already having done a bunch of stuff when you came to Legend of Korra. He's true. also been doing... Been in the entertainment world for like so much longer. Oh, how's that? How's that? Right. Tell that? me You're more. Not a yeah, yeah. He's also the sexiest man in Hollywood. <laughs> and, That's and, right. Yeah. Um, I uh, no. I just you know I had been like PJ said. You know, I've been doing it since I'm a little baby. Yeah. Uh, in this business, even before married with children and uh as i went on and and my my dad used to tell me you know get into voiceover get into voiceover it's like a second career and i'm yeah. like okay okay but it was really my dad who inspired me to do it jen how did you get into vo weirdly uh also david's dad you yeah. know he had yeah. just yeah. said to me <laughs> inspiring guy uh, he was out there just preaching the word uh, on vo and uh, <laughs> he got the whole business uh, you know he really did he started Bless a him. church it's in burbank <laughs> The VO church. The word is VO. Yeah, it's great. No, I, I, I guess I never really thought like, oh, that could be me or that will be me. And even when you get here and you start working in one capacity, for me anyway, I don't know if this is true for you guys, like I was working on camera and still the idea of being able to be, you know, a cartoon voice um, or like a video game voice or anything like that, that still seemed like something other people got to do. And I right. think there's a, there's a real feel of that for a lot of people in the business, which just somehow you can talk yourself out of thinking that anything you're not already doing is possible. Like, you'll be like, well, I can't be in movies because that's what other people do. Right, right. I yeah. can't direct something because that's what other people do. Yeah. Uh, rather than, like, embracing the possibility of, wait a minute, I'm I'm here. I got a job. That's a huge accomplishment in and of itself. What if that's, you know, what if? What if I could be a cartoon voice? What yeah. if I could direct? What if I could write or sell scripts or whatever? And so uh, that's the, I mean, that's the thing that I always tell people when 
they're asking me, you know, how to get started or what sure. is just to sort of try to quiet those voices because they become very powerful and they don't have to be, right? Yeah, you just yeah. can just keep trying and keep yeah. doing it. So uh, so when I started getting the opportunity, like it took a little while for me to approach uh, my commercial agent's voiceover department mm-hmm. to say, hey, I mean, I don't know, but like I'm interested <laughs> on voice. I mean, I feel like I apologize all the way through. But like, that, vo- really that voice, they're like, really? no, that's not a great voice. I feel, yeah, they're like, <laughs> I love your apology. Voice, wow, please. Right, we'll get right, you right. tons of timid <laughs> characters. Janet, what kind of stuff in the world of animation uh, do you love? It, like, was there stuff that growing up, like cartoons, movies, anything that you that made you want to do VO or or yeah? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's just never not been. A th- I don't even think I had one specific thing. I mean, listen, I watched my share of Scooby Doo and the Super Friends uh, for sure. Also, hugely inspired by the Muppets. Like that to Very me, cool. you know that was that's like a live that's a the concept of that like oh that's a real living character like we think of Kermit the Frog yeah he seems like his own person yeah frog. you're talking about PJ right even though no. I'm talking yeah. about PJ's Hello. legs I'm talking about <laughs> PJ's sister. beautiful sticks um, <laughs> and David's sister uh, yeah. who apparently were both called Kermit the Frog because they have cute skinny legs good thanks well, listen, I wanted to catch everyone up Thank I wanted you. to catch everyone up um, but uh, and so to th- those anything like that where you start and I think for me people weren't really talking about who was doing cartoon voices I mean I think you sort of get a sense of like oh Mel Blanc he's this guy who does all these mm. voices like yeah. your parents tell you but it's not I, I, for me growing up it wasn't like it is today where people take a real interest in who's doing voices for what but I do feel like that existed a little bit with the Muppets. So that was kind of a yeah. way, a vo- quote-unquote voiceover way of getting to know, like, oh, wait, I know who Jim Henson is, and I know who Kermit is. And in my head, I know that Jim Henson does the voice of Kermit, but also in a different part of my head, Kermit's his own person. David, were you going to say gonna something? I was going to interject just yeah. uh, <clears throat> piggybacking off of Ms. what... Miss Piggybacking? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's appropriate. Off of what she said about Mel Blanc. Just a quick story. is When I was a, a young kid, I was uh, on an audition with a bunch of other kids. I don't even remember what it was for, mm-hmm. a commercial or something. Something. Long story short, Mel Blank came in. We were all wow. we were all kids, you know. We didn't. Wow. And he starts doing. He knows there's all these kids in there, so he's like, I'm gonna mess with these kids. So he starts going around the room and he's doing different voices. Wow. He's doing bugs and he's doing all the characters. Oh my gosh. And, and no one, you know, we're kids. We don't know what's going on. We're just like, you know, wh- where's that coming from? And it was the coolest thing. And I have a signed. Uh, I have a signed. Wow. That's thing from him, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if there's a moment, moment, I guess that was it. But yeah. I was too young to really go. Hey, I want to be in voiceover. Totally. I was just like, oh my god, it's Bugs yeah. Bunny. Yeah. You know I mean? And you said, Sam, and and and. Oh my god! Anyway, that's, that's my incredible. story. No, Your totally. turn. I know you have a hard out, PJ. Yeah, I got PJ. a hard out, guys. I got <laughs> three minutes left. Top that Mel Blanc story. Uh, yeah. I can't. I can't. My story. There, there's no story to it. I feel god. But I'm gonna piggyback the piggyback. <laughs> but I feel like you know, it, Dave's dad knew, and just like Core, that we all kind of came. Core, Jesus, Janet, we all kind of came I'm fine to, with the, it. to the same. I actually, prefer to the, it. Yeah, yeah. To the same point. I have like a finance background, so I think innately. My mind, when you come into the entertainment business, you're like, let's diversify. So you're like, you want to do movies and TV and like voiceover is another option. And honestly, it's, right. it's always, I don't know, you guys feel the same thing. It's like when something's up or down, whatever, it's like, oh, I'm doing, this was always a great job because we can always come back here and have fun and be loose and see your friends and get paid for it, which was always a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. But this job for me in particular was literally my first job in the voiceover world. Wow. And I always hated my voice. So hearing it isolated by what? itself was like, yeah. oh, I grew up can't stand it. PJ, it's so such a great life. voice. Oh, my God. My whole life, I was like, I can't hear myself. It, yeah. I want to like... I've actually got you muted. No, I know. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, 
How did you get involved with The Legend of Korra? What was the auditioning process like? How did you hear about it? How did you come into this? I literally had just gotten uh, a voiceover agent. Uh, and But I made like a voiceover thing about doing like, you know, come on down to 7-Eleven, enjoy the whatever, like the Slurpee, like doing that stuff. <laughs> and they were like, your voice is kind of like appropriate to be a teenager, if you will. I'm like, oh, well, oh, there you go. I don't know. I didn't know how I felt about that statement, but... But that's actually where I sort of live. I do another thing called a firestorm. He's kind of like that same age bracket, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're like, why don't you go on this thing? And I was I was honest, to be perfectly honest, I was a, I was a little nervous. But there was those two, Mike and Brian are maybe the nicest yeah, humans greatest. to literally walk the planet. Did we read together? Or did we go back, when we went back to the... To the callbacks, maybe we oh, all yeah, went I think in we together. Auditioned together. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we did. Yeah, yeah. and then obviously having them in the room and they I was were like, cool. that guy screwed up my flow. I hope I still <laughs> no, got no. this thing. <laughs> booked it. You still booked it. <laughs> Just like brothers. But I remember everyone Just being like, like really brothers. cool, and we were like really loose yeah. and cool, and yeah. it was that's it. We were. I, I think it all was like something bigger than all of us, kind of. Yeah. Janet, how did you get? Cora, how did you get this role? Uh, yeah, it was the same. It was an audition process. Uh, I I felt like it happened over a long period of time, and I felt like there were a lot of auditions, but maybe it was just like the first initial one, maybe just in at Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. and then maybe with Mike and Brian, and then maybe chemistry. But mm-hmm. it's it's it, time passed. Time passed yeah. to where yeah. you assume you is going it. nowhere, yeah. especially that's if you so, don't have any experience in voiceover, because so then it takes a long time right. to hear yeah, stuff. Because yeah. it's over. it's your guys' job as actors to go in audition and then walk that's away it. and let it go. Like that was my job. Totally. My job that's was to crazy. audition, totally. and I finished my job, and, and I can't ever think about it again. Right, you come back for a callback and then walk away. Like at what point were you have to go in? That's all in theory. But when you go in. It's your job. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, I'm I'm all in. I'm going to do all the work. Yeah. This is yeah. my job. No one's better than me. And like, I, I can't wait I to get this. Character. And then you walk away and you're like, oh, yeah. what, what did I Throw do? Throw it away. What did yeah. I do? Wow. So it's really at, hard. At that's all. Point, that sound. That makes it sound like that's what happens every time. And that's not. That's right. the, it takes the thing off. you're practicing at for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I have a question for you guys. Not PJ, though. He's mastered it. No, I'm mastering it. No, no. No, no. This is actually a question for you guys. I'm so curious. So let's say it's a gigantic job, like, or let's say you're testing this the gross version. Like, you it's a it's a network show or a cable show. Pick your favorite, whatever version. It's the greatest part. The money attached is ridiculous. Like, oh my god, this is a minimum of da da da. And then you start doing the math in oh, your yeah, head, which you should never math. do the math. <laughs> you got a finance background. Yeah, you can't don't help do the yourself. math. You can't so just the love the job. I can't but do every the once in a while, the try. math comes in. You're like, God, if this goes, and you do that, you're like, this could be. Oh my god. <laughs> And then if you go, oh, this goes four years, you're like, oh, this finally paid for my child's education. Thank you, Jesus. How okay? Then you find out like they love you. You're amazing. You 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 were incredible in the audition and the callback, and you tested. And the network loves you. Blah blah blah. So it's built up, built up. PJ, you're making me nervous. Yeah, you know, I'm having an anxiety. <laughs> and then you get, already have this job. Don't we, we all? We've all been there. I'm not I'm, even an actor. I'm, I'm, I'm giving like, them the worst case scenario. Yes. Uh, and then and then you get a call. Be like, you know what? Last second, they just went the other way. Yeah, they, they went now, the other way. How they went long, a different way. They went a different way. It's gonna be a woman, PJ, and she's fourteen. When did it hit that you guys had this and that it was going to like affect your life? Like when did it sink in? Uh, well, I've told the story before, but um, I maybe was I when I, now. but, but listen, maybe you haven't heard, yeah. or maybe you heard it at a convention and you've no. already forgotten. You're very busy. <laughs> I never forget. Uh, 
<laughs> um, I was uh, again a lot of time had passed, so I fully assumed that I did not get it. Yeah. Um, and then I was <laughs> buying. Uh, I was in Joanne's Fabrics in Burbank. I was buying some craft supplies because I enjoy crafting. You're gonna build a bed. You're gonna build a house. I was. Day. I was gonna build a house. Man, I, maybe closer to like I was gonna build a dollhouse, probably. But so I, I feel like I was either in the embroidery thread aisle or possibly the beading aisle. Uh, and my voiceover agent called me to tell me I got it. And I had misunderstood and thought it was a pilot. So I said, you know, he told me I got it and I was so, so, so excited. And I think I jumped up and down and people were looking at me weird because in general, I feel like you don't get that kind of energy in Joanne's fabrics. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So when do we record the pilot? And he was like, "You, well, the show's picked up. You're I mean, you're going to be doing multiple episodes. It's already picked up. And I couldn't even I, I like click, that. Yeah. I wow. was so overwhelmed and so thrilled about Aww. that because the other stuff I'd done I'd done some commercials which sure. you know that's a kind of a one and done and then I had done a pilot for Nickelodeon here that I loved yeah. and it didn't go yeah. um, as many don't uh, but I loved it so much and that was one of those fragile moments where yeah. I was like oh no I thought I was going to get to be this unicorn um, <laughs> and so the fact that that, that piece that risk was already it was past that it was like yeah. you don't even have to worry about whether it goes yeah. it is going and that just seemed like I mean that was such a dream come true so I was just uh, you know over the moon about that and then I and then I still didn't realize and I liked uh, Avatar I The Last Airbender was an amazing show yeah. um, I didn't have an awareness of the fandom though yeah, uh, and so <laughs> that part of it was a whole that like that was a rolling series yeah. of surprises of you me know too. like I've told this story too before but Sarah Noonan at Nickelodeon after we had recorded a handful of episodes running into her here and having her you know square off with me and look in my eyes deeply and say are you ready for your life to change and mm -hmm. i was like i don't know what that means but sure <laughs> sure sounds great um and then like the final sort of piece of that was the first uh the comic -Con. comic con yeah, we went to when there were thousands wow. of people that in that room insane. that wasn't real my knees yeah. were jelly that was it. Me had, this, yeah. had the yeah, show even come out then or was this like a before the show even question. comes out this comic con no, experience i, you get, I know it i think it did out, right? it had, yeah it but we never saw it with a crowd yeah yeah and that's when it was like and then people who are dressed up yeah that before we even went into the room we were when we, as we were being walked there, we already started seeing people dressed as Amon. Oh, yeah. No, that was incredible. It I mean, was no, but there was we people going, lined up to yes. get into the, yeah. to the to the room at like midnight the, the night, night before. Know, and there yeah. were like a th there was like a thousand people who yeah. didn't get in or something crazy. crazy like that. I, I feel like if we knew that, we would have went and like delivered pizza or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just finished rewatching the show. I did a rewatch yesterday. All I finished the seasons? It. No. All the seasons. Come all the on. seasons. I did for the past couple because I knew that I was going to be talking right. to you guys and going to rewatch it. And what, what I love about the show is that it's not cookie cutter, obviously. These characters are not one note. They Mako is somebody who is so frustrating in the way that all of us are frustrating as people, in the way that Bolin is frustrating and Cora is frustrating. And then you root for them so hard. And then all that does is make the action stuff 
even more intense because you love these characters and they're all people. Right. What I love about Mako is that he's just this young guy figuring himself out and all of the characters go through such a journey. Mm-hmm. But I love where Mako begins and where he ends. Bolin is Bolin from the beginning to the middle to the end. But even <laughs> Bolin figures stuff out. You know, even Bolin's like, oh, okay, I need to not have relationships the way I had relationships and now, yeah. you know, going forward. And No, so- but ever, I agree with you. Everyone in this show has this great journey yeah. uh, from beginning to end. and But they... You know, I, know, I, I think always, my favorite is when you got when you were an actor. Bowling. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was on set for a while. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, but that's part of his journey. So you know, Bolin started as like pure of heart, and yes. the world is great. Yes. But that's kudos to his brother, who like knew the world was darker. Yeah. And like protected me from all that because we grew up in a hard life. But at some point, you have we're, we're both growing up, but he knows what the world really is, and yeah. I have no concept because God bless him, he protected me. And then it hits So as you. I go through life, I'm yeah. seeing the world is a little darker, relationships are hard, and then the world gets crazy dark, like, oh, the world cannot be here, like, you know, yeah. essentially that. Yeah. But, but, but they were so good about, you know, as, as great and grandiose as this show is, and I think what makes incredible shows, it's all about character, 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 yes. and, and having all the characters go through a journey, and having all the different layers, and, you know, all the great people I've ever worked with talk about like a character doesn't just have two problems they have like like 10 problems yeah. and you play the 10 problems in every moment and yeah. that makes it interesting yeah, so as cool. I went through you know the journey he did come back and and go you know what the world is it can be dark but like if I still maintain pure of heart I can navigate it yeah. properly it's kind of like our what I tell you in real life that's yeah. every day he calls me pure <laughs> of heart pure right. of heart mm-hmm. pure of heart <laughs> Of heart. <laughs> was there any specific moments that you guys, all three of you guys, can recall where after playing these characters for a while that maybe you influenced the direction of the character, of the storyline, of the relationship? Or would you ever give feedback and go like, oh, I feel like, you know, that Cora would say it this way or that Bolin would do this? Or I think I think after a couple episodes and they knew that we're, yeah. at least me, I was being a little looser. I, I would actually improvise less as the years went on because then they just they knew my voice they and they would just write you. to it. So yeah. I would show up like, oh, I just need to memorize. This is great. And yeah. then I was like, that, I think that like, was it. I think like any great show, whether it be animation or on camera, the writers and the actors have kind of this fun little symbiosis kind of dance going on yeah. where they start to maybe write a little bit for the actor's strengths and 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 it's yeah. fun to do that and i think the more you here. bring yourself to any part i think that makes the part richer and better and yeah. cleaner and clearer and then and then the more they see that and I, and i always feel like they were so good about being a team and and letting you sort of do you and i feel like at the end of the day you know the writers and, and and everybody involved. You you can't think of everything, mm-hmm. and the actors for their own parts will always innately at the end, at the end of the day go deeper than you can. Yeah. And then, but once once they see that in you and you see it, they mm-hmm. they just trust. They trust and once you, that yeah. trust happens, yeah. it's cool. Can yeah. you guys think of a specific thing that you brought, uh, either like a moment or just like what is it that you brought to the character? Either in the in the beginning that you feel like ended up influencing. Paige, you. that's it's all, but that is true for you from the beginning. I mean, I think they they knew it when happened they, very quickly for yeah. you. They knew what I think they knew what they were. I want, when I say signing up for that makes it sound like they were they knew it was yeah. bad, Holy but like crap. we knew what we were <laughs> signing up for. PJ, good but luck I mean, with I him. think they knew they knew what they had with you in that very specific way. Unlike any other character on the show, I think they knew what they had with you, and and that relationship I think was more symbiotic 
quicker, for, at least for me from the outside. Right, yeah. right. Because, because you know, we were David and I were really just reading. We were reading <laughs> off the script. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine. It's so funny because I do so much improv in yeah. my non-Cora life. Um, and even like if I do a con where I'm asked to do an improv show and I, I'll do that, but then I'm doing a Cora panel or sometimes I do this thing uh, that uh, one of my managers created where you get to ask a character something and they have to answer and kind of improvise in character. Oh, wow. And I... So Awful. It's so hard. <laughs> it's like, very it's scary. A lot of and these, work. and people who like do really funny voices and stuff, right, they just right. they do it so quickly. Right. But I'm so protective of Cora and of Mike and Brian that yeah. I don't I my improv skills just click off. Oh yeah. I can't it's like two separate people all but of a sudden. I'm like, oh wait, I don't know how to do this. How do I improvise this Cora? I wouldn't want to say anything right? wrong or do anything wrong. And that's kudos to them though, because they did write an amazing, amazing. show and yeah. the characters amazing. are full and rich. It's so like let's be I don't have to I didn't have to veer too far off from what was on the page. I mean, because that's how studly these guys are. Don't worry, Juji and Rotan. I will end the evil Uralok's reign of terror, for I am Nuktuk, hero of the South! Nuktuk, you're not just the hero of the South. You're our best friend. Nuktukity! You two are the best snow raccoon and arctic panda a guy could ask for. Do you guys have a favorite sort of like villain slash threat slash slash antagonist or like you know book arc? Do you guys have a favorite one that you that you I like? Come on, that's my favorite. Yeah, he's man. just so badass, terrifying, terrifying, and terrifying. Steve. Uh, uh, Steve Bloom, amazing. Steve Bloom is the also love that the guy. nicest guy in the love universe. Him to death <laughs> and sweetest so and a great yeah. retweeter. Warmest. A great retweeter. Yeah. God bless him. He's yeah. great with his thumbs. Yeah. yeah. Super. Yeah. Jenna, do you have a favorite? Uh, uh, yeah, book four for me. Just all the stuff that happened. I love oh, Kuvira. I loved uh, the sort of mirror image that Kuvira and Korra were to each other. Mm-hmm. The sort of like alternate universe Korra in a weird way. Yeah. And then, uh, and obviously I love, and I loved what Korra had to grapple with. Um, yes. I loved as a bad, I mean, that's not, it was terrible, but uh, I, I loved how that was treated. I loved that she was not above experiencing um, post-traumatic stress. And and then obviously I loved that she ended up with, uh, with Asami. For the show to go where it did, to have even just what it featured, I think is not a big deal for most people. And for some people, it's the biggest deal in the world mm-hmm. to have this relationship start to blossom. And I am so excited. I get to ask you guys, what was it like to be a part of a show that did that? And Janet, what was it like for you to be, to, to know that that was happening and then to be a part of that? Uh, it was, it was a profound privilege. It truly was. I know that Seychelles wanted to be here and I'm, I love uh, my brother <laughs> sitting next to me. Love my boys. <laughs> and I, and only the fact that they were here was I not so sad to that to not see Seychelles because she and I keep in touch and we've been emailing each other and we thought we were going to see each other when we did this and then it just didn't end up working out and so I know I'm very comfortable speaking for her saying that we were both so thrilled uh, we were told together by Mike and Brian we were pulled and and sort of we had this great conversation with them and we were just over the moon about it and so for for us and it has never stopped right for us it has continued yeah. to be uh, a big deal and to be we get you know, people reach out to us all the time time and people when I do cons you, that's still kind of the number one topic people and ask you to propose in character I like, did I proposed like a proposal. to Seychelles and she sort of proposed <laughs> back uh, wow. at a, when we were not in the same place our, yeah. our yeah. voice recordings were kind of sent and shared with each other did, did you guys say yes? <laughs> no actually in a weird twist we didn't know okay. we absolutely did yeah. we absolutely and what did, did the ring look like? yeah no. <laughs> 
And and then uh, in the and then the the books that have come out. I mean, the first book that came out, um, Cora and Asami are it t- picks up right where they it left off. So they get a chance to. There's the beautiful, beautiful artwork and Irene too. I mean, just like phenomenal, beautiful stuff. And so we still get to experience that on a regular basis. I am so privileged to have been a part of it. I'm also really excited for ten years from now when kids are like, wait. <laughs> That was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm so excited for it not to have been a big deal Absolutely. because it shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of both. It's like you're excited to be a part of something when it feels like it's part of a wave of change, and mm-hmm. then also excited for, for it not the, to be a for, big yeah, deal. For, yeah, for, the, for people to be like, huh, I can't believe that was ever an issue. You know, yeah, that's exciting exactly. too. PJ, do you have a favorite moment in the series? First of all, do you have a favorite like villain? We we ran through the four books. Is um, there one that you? Really... I love saying Unalak. I just love <laughs> <Unalak. laughs> like saying Guatemala. Guatemala. <laughs> yes. Guatemala. Yeah, that's where he's living now. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a beautiful apartment looking at the water in Great. Guatemala. Did you have a favorite I love the Bolin? twins. I mean, the oh. twins always mm. blew my mind. She scared the hell out of me. Yeah. It was... Mm-hmm. We were never, by the way, in funny, the same funny, room funny. And, and we never really? recorded together, which it still blows my mind how that works and it matched up and it completely makes sense. You did great. When you see us together, yeah. uh, you know, in the cartoon, but... I don't know. Those twins were, I, I think, like yeah, my absolute awesome. favorite. They're so great because we were just so opposite. We were just so opposite yeah. spectrums of the world, yeah. and and I think he still did kind of love her on some weird, oh, totally. bizarre level, mm-hmm. and because yeah. he just loves everybody. And I think there's a part of him is like, yeah, I, I, I'll still spend the rest of my life with there, you. But there's then you a just version the of, hell out of, me. of Bolin yeah. and Eska that will end up. Like I get that. That makes sure. sense to me. No, they, that's but... in the books after. That's coming yeah. <laughs> in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Bolin, laugh at my humorous quip. Yes, dear. <laughs> so, so funny. You know, I'll be really sad when you have to leave. It's been really great getting to know you. <laughs> really. But you will be coming with me to the north. There we will live the rest of our lives together in icy bliss. How do people react when they're like, oh my gosh, you were in The Legend of Korra. This is awesome. As often as someone coming into a situation already knowing that that I was part of the show, uh, as often... Um, something will happen where like I'm halfway through something I don't know if it's another yeah. job that I'm working on or yeah. if it's just like an exchange with someone that's short in a day but um, a lot of the time there will be this interruption in whatever I'm doing when someone goes wait a minute M- my cousin just called me you're the voice of Cora? Yeah. Like, and then you have to stop and address that because it takes a while for them to get over how exciting that is and uh, that's that's a really cool moment where yeah or sometimes they don't they don't know I would never volunteer that because that's not why I'm there whatever yeah, and then they and then they say they're like, can you just record something for my daughter? She's yeah, you know yeah, she just yeah, found yeah. out I'm working with you today, and she <laughs> she loves Cora. And, That's awesome. So cool. uh, those moments are the best. What's your go-to catchphrase in is Cora? What do you, what do, you uh, do? I usually say something like you know like if I'm recording something for someone's kid, I would be like, Hey Madison, it's Cora. Um, listen, I hope you're having a great day, and I just want to remind you, I'm the Avatar, and you got to deal with it. Nice. Uh, that didn't funny. sound like her though. That's so weird. Huh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess I've lost it. I've lost the touch. You nailed it. You nailed I get it. like more shock and awe, like from because uh, I'll be like at a convention and then you know they'll 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 be like, wait, you're what? Bud yeah. Bundy is my like it, yeah. this is a whole weird. <laughs> well, when thing you have that two happens. huge iconic characters, to say the sure, least, like you sure. have others yes, too. Totally. But if bizarre, one yeah. person knows you from something, and then yes. they find out you're also this other favorite thing of theirs. Like yeah, yeah w- w- what I get, which is cool, is I'll get like the uh, the dads, the dads and the parents coming over to yeah. like oh married children, but <clears throat> and they have their little son that has no idea who who you know, and then they'll <laughs> see the po- and they'll be like oh, and then it becomes like it's like two generations wow. and it's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You got him, man. You got him right there. Two generations for sure and counting. 
Yeah, I'm <laughs> counting, yes. Yeah. Working on my third. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm ever promoting anything else, the only thing anyone ever comes up with is a picture of Bolin. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. No matter where I am, like you go to yeah. a movie premiere or whatever, you're walking with a line of car. They have like, they're there with Bolin things for yeah. you to sign and your name. And that's something it's to be so said wild. for you because you're like in every movie. Don't yeah, you do that. Yeah. Not tonight. <laughs> Not today. But that always, it blows in every my series. mind. That people show up yeah. with our pictures. Yeah. Would you guys come back for a special, for a, like a one-off, like a movie, like a series? Would you guys come back and play these characters again? Yes. And, Great. And okay. it's, that's up to Mike and Brian, to be honest. Yeah, so like, sure. That's where their lives yeah. are. are we, are we know, we get to come in, be friends, hang out, play, have a blast, and then they go to war. So it's war writing it, it's war prepping it. Yeah. I don't know if you ever talked to them about it, but like, oh, yeah, when have. they were doing it, it's like they're juggling probably 15 shows at once. So the prepping the shows, doing art on the old shows, mm-hmm. like going back Crazy. in time, it's like... Crazy. It's, Traveling, barely sleeping. I, I mean, know. Yeah, so like, they, put every, they put 100 So let's get them back. Get them <laughs> back <laughs> in the box. What was it? What was it recording an episode like for you guys? Oh, super fun! Great. The blast, so much blast, fun. Yeah. It was great when everybody could be together. That was yeah. great moments when we had the room filled. Yeah, when every microphone Henry Rollins was taken. over there, J.K. Simmons, and this yeah. is the Maria room, Bamford. which is always, which is always yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah, they were back. That's cool. That's great. A lot um, of fun, man. It was, I always we wore just this outfit, we had, we always had fun. Always yeah. had fun. And to have the the guest stars that came in season after oh, yeah, season, where Hayes. we were like, mm-hmm. "Welcome to our show." Anyway, you're still better than me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're huge. Well, now you guys are huge. What was your favorite moment, Bolin? Oh, I, I don't know. This is the, I was on an island. I don't know what you mean. I don't know like, well, think about it. Let me think about it. I'm going to table that one. I'm going to say anything that you did that involved Varric was uh Oh, tops. he was god. Oh, Varric is probably my one of my Those two characters on screen at the same time make me cry with laughter. Well, we go back. We work together before, too. So He's in my improv group. You know that. Is he really? Yeah. Is he the best? Yeah. Is, is he, he like the, the best of the best? best? Oh, yeah. I think he might be. But he's, also like making up songs. We're oh, going to riff God. and make up he's, a song. And he's, too, he's the best. He's the best. He's another J.K. Simmons, you know, yeah. otherworldly, not himself, stepping out of his body and yeah. just like pure and just a riffing God. Oh, yeah. A, a God. riffing God. A God. But like when we, I'm, that was, a, being in that isolation booth, there's this one booth that sometimes we get put in, it makes us feel like we've been bad, but really it has more to do with like if you're, if you're working the most that day or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, and in my case, I was very lucky because there were so many times with all these amazing, talented people that we would have where I would just not be able to stop laughing at what they were doing, <laughs> whether it was off off oh, yeah, mic or on. Yeah. But John Michael Higgins is one of those people Jesus. when he went, no, he would just say the oh, line yeah, just say and it. I would lose, I would lose it. I mean, he I didn't even have to change it. any no, wording. No, no, not at all. Say it. Everything he was like, doing totally. was gold. This is a line. But I watch him do gold. everything and see him do that. If he had like, read yeah. one of my lines, I would have died laughing. <laughs> if he had read one of yours, like it doesn't even matter. No, he makes the word the interesting. Oh yeah. Like and, the, it. Like, you know. Blim, look up there. What do you see? I, is this a trick question? I'll tell you what I see. A star being born. You're a star. People love stars. Stars tell them what to think and how to act. Bolin, have you ever tried to force a monkey marmot to ride a bicycle? Uh, not that I can recall. Of course you haven't. You can't force monkey marmots to do anything. They've got to want to do it themselves. Right. How did playing these characters actually change you as a person in any way? Uh, actually inhabiting these characters, did it make you think about 
your own life or relationships or, or personality or anything in any kind of a different way. It was a combination of playing the character of Mako and just being around this writing, this kind of material, these two guys, Brian and Mike, who are very, I feel like, uh, sort of committed to life and change and growth and being better and expansion and all those things and just being around that energy uh is good for me because i i like that too but i tend to you know it's 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 hard to live at that level and to commit to that level so it's inspiring it was inspiring for me to be here and to be in this world and to read these stories uh because it's it just it just opens your mind and makes you want to be a better person that's awesome all right one of you guys try to top that <laughs> yeah beat that uh, like, go <laughs> yeah. go pj uh am i up uh uh how do you mean so you get for laughing at me i, I mean I think part of the reason I got the job is because I'm just a happy, positive person, and that's sort of, I like to live that way. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess, I guess for me, it's always, it's always about like the work, and I always think to myself like, my great, 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 great grandkid will like just like open it, blink an eye, and be like, oh, my uh, great was uh, an actor or a voiceover, and like I never know what they're gonna choose, so I always want to be good and like bust my butt to make sure, because I feel like we're so lucky to get to do this. You know, we're not like you know, I, I'm not, I'm not in the finance world, like literally sitting in front of a computer. Like God bless my friends that do that, because that's, but that's. But you're my lucky brain. you have that background. But as I'm lucky that background. But it's too late to fall back on it. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, also just but I feel so privileged every day to be working and have a job and, and I really take that to heart so I'm like I'm going to be the best I possibly can I'm always going to try to find like good work to do and this is like this seems like so special and I just wanted to be as good as I can for the guys because they did such great work and then you pray that everyone else is and this was the job that like every, I mean these guys were so good right and then like the art is like off the moon incredible and then everybody that's working with us and then the, these grandiose stories that they told and then the way that the show ended, that I think is the most special part of all of it. Like, this is just a job that I'm so proud to be a part of. And, and I'll always look back with fond memories. And it's just it's just a time in my life that is I, I will always be so happy and proud of till the day I die, literally. And then whenever I see these guys, that they've given me a chance to have these friendships that I'll... We'll still randomly text each other or see each other. And it's like we never left each other or make fun of each other just like we are now. But, like, we'll, we'll have that forever. We'll be, like, yeah. 65 and, like, walking there like, Ah, and we'll just get weird with each other <laughs> immediately and not having seen them in how long. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. That on, in and of itself is a gift and that just goes to show you that was a great product you were a part of because when, when anything that I've been a part of that is, that is great or becomes this big, we're all so proud of it because we were all so in it together and loved each other while we were doing it. I love it. And I love the visual you gave me of a descendant of yours in like the 30th century. Yeah. Going like, oh, that's weird. Pulling up the files of the legend. Yeah, they're not of typing, though. They're not typing. They're, they're I just, just saw you type. They're, they're not typing. They're minority reporting. They're minority reporting. Thank, yeah. minority reporting. Yeah, thank you, Janet. Bling. They're minority reporting. They pull them up and they're like, oh, he's, he's pretty good. He he's did pretty okay. Good. He, he did, did okay. okay. That's a good show. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't as great as the Microsoft Bunny in that commercial <laughs> he did. Or the butterfly, but yeah. Because it's not a bunny, it's a butterfly. No, that's, that's As for true. Microsoft Nickelodeon, out. let's that get it, let's out. make a call. Let's make a call. $32. Janet? Well, it changed it very much in a literal way because I do so many cons now. Um, I'd like to come to <clears> a couple. I'd like to... You, <laughs> I would love for you to come. And then... Um, Again, like I, I do a lot of interviews about Cora, so I, I feel like if anyone has followed those, I don't know that I've said anything new. I'm trying to think of something I haven't already said, but, um, but it, for me, uh, I do feel like I 
she was such a specific character and there were so many things that I identified with that it's been great for me because, um, you know, she's not Superman. Uh, she was very, very flawed character, yet she came through all of this stuff and was incredibly powerful and incredibly helpful and accepted help from others. And so um, for me, especially doing cons or, or doing interviews, like kind of having that around me all the time has kept me very connected to the show and to that character and so uh and so i feel very inspired to um get through adversity uh the way she did and and you know so whether it's like a, a thing like pj and i are both complaining because he has a back issue right now and i yes. have a neck issue right now <laughs> you want to feel you feel yeah. like an old person who's yeah. like i have arthritis i'm and i can't move i should just stay in bed all the time so um but so even small things like that like, uh, uh, I, I, there yeah, is totally, i mean it's totally. like it's like it, well well number one it's not just it's not the reason it's great that's not superman is it's not like this would never happen to superman it's like well this happened to cora yeah. and she was the avatar and it still happened to her and it was really hard mm-hmm. and she had all those feelings and it was okay yeah, that she yes, felt yes, those yes. feelings and she put you know pushed through them and you is, know it, is it ever over maybe not yeah. but you keep going you know and what so i love that you said those is are huge. she accepted help from others and i love that you said that others. that's yeah. huge you can't do that's it by huge, yourself truly so many heroic characters they don't go into that like oh good they saved the day because everyone else screwed up it's like no she screwed up (laughs) and she still saved the day with help yeah so uh all of those things are i think they're kind of floating around in me all the time and and i think that does you know sometimes that does get me through uh challenging situations thank you guys so much for coming in this was a absolute pleasure no it was was fantastic and i just want to say uh, thank you to all the fans who who supported us this whole time and you guys are amazing and thank you so much well said truly and thanks mike and brian right Thank you, everybody. Thank Thank you. Thanks, guys. (laughs) So there you have it, guys. That was our conversation with Janet Varney, David Faustino, and PJ Byrne. And just as promised, we've got the voice of Asami Sato, Seychelle Gabriel. What kind of stuff did you like? What were your shows? Uh, Okay, well, I mean... I watched a lot of television as a kid, like way more than I do now, which and I should now. Yeah. But um, Rugrats was the first big one for me. I think SpongeBob. I watched a bunch of. I loved the Wild Thornberries. Yeah. I was like obsessed with Eliza. I wanted to be her. Rocket Power. Hey Arnold. I feel like I grew up in like a really, really good, maybe golden age of like cartoons. Yeah. But everyone thinks that. Or at Every, least like my yeah. parents, you know, Jetsons mm-hmm. and the Flintstones. But I was like, but Rugrats and <laughs> Hey Arnold and like all of that stuff. And I mean, Sponge, SpongeBob's like a legendary cartoon. Um, oh, yeah. What does it feel like for you to know that like you are a part of Nickelodeon history? Well, you know, it's like something I'm very like nerdy excited about and also proud of because out of all the things that I've done as a professionally acted like it's among like the one of the top things it's, and and you know the people involved the story and um kind of the effect it had on audiences i i just am very 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 grateful because i I've, i feel like i got lucky and um <laughs> yeah it's it's cool and it's uh, my yeah, i didn't really watch um the last airbender growing up so much my yeah. brother did and my my brother did and my dad did so when I <clears throat> really, that's interesting. Got into the world. Yeah, yeah, I guess at that point, maybe I was on like Lizzie McGuire. I don't know what I was watching. <laughs> but when I got into the world and I started like watching it myself, yeah, like older, and um, my brother and dad were like, "Oh yeah, that show's rocks." <laughs> <It was laughs> awesome. Like yeah, we've yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah that's great. <laughs> 
What did your family think of you being cast in Legend of Korra? I don't like remember their reaction so much as I feel like they were just like also pleasantly surprised that I was doing like a voice job, which no one thought, you know. Yeah, because um, it was your first voice job. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was cool because I met Brian and Mike through the movie mm-hmm. and, you know, they heard me at the table read and I talked. Actually, the first time I met them was um, we were on booked on the same flight to Philadelphia and we were all sitting near each other, but I didn't know who they were. Right. And um, my mom and I were all at like the baggage claim. And we all just kind of like figured out who each other were <laughs> and that we'd just flown together. You originally auditioned for Cora. You didn't audition for Yeah, I auditioned Asami. for Cora. Yeah. What was that like? You know, different sides because Cora uh, uh, is, you know, like very passionate, you know, energetic character. And Asami's yeah. a little more collected and... Very chill. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was, it's, 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 there's this different preparation-wise. I remember I'd never done voice acting before, so I didn't know what to do. I feel like <laughs> I, e- I think I emailed my, wow, I forgot about that. I think I emailed my drama teacher and was like, give me some tips. Like, I'm doing this audition. I don't know what to do. And he's just like, you just need to act like you normally act. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, acting. It's acting. Okay, yeah. yeah. Just be like honest. So was it like a like a bad news, good news situation where it's like somebody reached out to you and they're like, hey, you didn't get Cora. But I mean, it was all good news. It's like okay, as right. an actor, I mean, unless you're like really, really obsessed with a part, you sure. know, um, to get any role in a project that's cool is like a win. But it was interesting to me because she was like supposed to be evil and then changed to good. So it was like this. Yeah. Honestly, talking about Asami kind of it was it was really exciting for me. So I was I was happy with that. When did that switch happen? I think it was shortly after the movie that I auditioned for. I guess mm-hmm. like I haven't thought about it in a long time. Um, <laughs> but I feel like when I auditioned, I could be completely wrong, but I feel like she was still in the first phase of mm-hmm. what they had for her. But then I remember talking to them later on at like the premiere or could have been in LA, but I think it was the premiere. And they said, you know, we've we've decided to like take it a different route. And I was like, cool. cool. Like, you know, like, because... Uh, in the first series, like Team Avatar was like everything. So I was yeah. like, if she's good and she gets to be like hanging out with them, like <laughs> I have no protests. Yeah. <laughs> How am I supposed to save the city when I can't even learn airbending? I'm the worst Avatar ever. I just feel alone. No, that's nonsense. You are amazing. Yeah, and remember, Aang hadn't mastered all the elements when he was battling the Fire Nation. He was just a little kid. And he wasn't alone. He had his friends to help him. Look. The arena might be shut down, but we're still a team! The new Team Avatar! We got your back, Korra, and we can save the city together. Yeah, let's do it! Yeah, let's do it! What are we doing? <laughs> so what was it like for you as an actor to sort of navigate the the romance side of this character's life? Um, Well, it always felt pretty natural, because, you know, it's like life you know like in like real life you know relationships like ebb and flow and they change you know consistently um and so with the mako stuff you know there's like the infatuation period kind of and you're new oh but you know like you you know you want to be a detective and you know the avatar you know and all that and then (laughs) you know then it becomes intense and then i start getting you know upset with him and it's it's it was you know it's very much like a real relationship um And then with Cora, you know, when you spend so much time, characters spend so much time together, you you can be vulnerable with each other and you and you can just 
it's it's uh, you know like any relationship just be more open <laughs> yeah it's, it's really cool that brian and mike created multi-dimensional characters you know truer to real life where people's sexuality is on a spectrum a lot of the time you know it's like these yeah. boxes that have i don't know been the, the the norm in conversation for a lot of years it's like yeah no, you know, like everybody, I, I believe, um, kind of resides on a spectrum. And you could be at the very far end of the spectrum sure, where you're sure. like very, very straight or gay or whatever. But um, yeah, no, it's like they're, they're just like more real. And mm-hmm. so it's like that's why it's been so, um, you know, welcomed by so many people and like in emotional ways too, because it's just like, oh, wow, like I've seen myself represented even in like just a part of this character, which. Is, is hard to yeah. in entertainment. Did you know at the beginning of this show, of, of this job where you're voicing Asami, this mm-hmm. character on this cartoon show, that by the end of it, that this character might have this kind of an impact? And if you didn't no, know from the beginning, when did you know? When did, like, I know that Brian and Mike, did they pull you guys aside at some point and say, hey, mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen at the end of the show? Yeah. I mean, I knew that the show was going to have, like, a good effect on people, you know? Oh, yeah. In the it's, way it already has that fan base. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, and they were like, we've decided to, you know, make this real. And at the end, and Jan and I were just like gung-ho. We were like, yeah, like as far as we can take it, let's do it. Um, <laughs> and uh, obviously where there, there were some limitations. Um, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> uh, but it was, yeah, it was cool. And just like so unexpected too. Not so unexpected that like, you know, we didn't acknowledge the connection that Asami and Korra had. Right. that was there in those right. scenes with... Um, where, you know, we were letters and, you know, when she's in the wheelchair, you know, uh, Absolutely. those scenes, you know, I felt it was a really special, different kind of um, relationship than with Mako. And mm-hmm. so when he brought it up, it was like, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So what now? Back to the dance floor? I'm kind of all danced out. Honestly, after everything that's happened the past few months, I could use a vacation. Let's do it. Let's go on a vacation, just the two of us. Anywhere you want. Really? Okay. I've always wanted to see what the spirit world's like. Sounds perfect. I just bought the comic book. Yeah. Um, and I'm still. Have you read it yet? I've read half of it. Oh man, and I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Already really good. Is um, it really? But uh, the the continuing story of yeah. the Legend of Korra. Yeah, and yeah. really just leaning into their relationship the in the beginning so they're in the spirit world yeah and then just on vacation yeah, just hanging like out just chilling and then they, <laughs> they go back to the core is like let's go see my parents and asami's like i don't know if that's maybe we shouldn't you know yeah and but we they do and then they break the news because core you know like just is such an enthusiastic like you know i'm not afraid to be who i am and yeah. uh and she does it and they're they're you know very accepting of it but then before they i don't know then her dad says like, well, maybe you should keep your private life to yourself. Oh. And Cora's like, well, what do you mean by that? Oh, and, you can't tell Cora that. <laughs> and and the, mom, the mom's just like, oh, well, you know, he's just meaning like some people won't accept it. And, yeah. But he's but she's just like, well, you're one of those people, you know, like, and uh, I was just like, that's so real. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so real. Yeah. If there was an opportunity to come back, I feel like the answer is obviously yes. Yeah. To come back for like a special or a reunion or mm-hmm. something Cora related. The answer is yeah, you. Yeah, of okay. course. Yeah, okay. I mean cool. the opportunity to work with these people again, like you said, like it's a very special group of people. Did you have any favorite Asami moments for her for the character that you re- that you recall as? Yeah, like, I love that moment. Yeah, I had. 
I feel like I've probably said this before, but when she, what is it? Like the sand drifter in the desert? Yeah. When they like can't fly and so they yeah. makeshift this thing. And it's so cool yeah. um, how she's just, it's like, she's like windsurfing or whatever. And uh, Cora's, you know, bending the air, the sand or whatever. Yeah. Um, that was really cool to me because I still, one of my favorite parts about the last Airbender series was mm-hmm. like the underground library with the oh, owl yeah. and stuff. Like I would live, yeah. I would like marry the owl if I could, like I would live <laughs> with that owl. Um, I'm just, just like, in the desert. I love that library. <laughs> What were the feelings that you went through when you saw the end result of that final scene, that final moment where Cora and Asami hold hands and look at each other and that's the end of the show mm-hmm. and then seeing the audience and fan reaction to that? It's just like, it's yeah, it's just like that kind of gratitude thing. Just like, you know, because I wasn't responsible for this storyline. Sure. I was just, you know, one of the vessels that like carried carried it to them. <laughs> and to have played that role in it is is just a it's just a cool thing that's like kind of surprising to me um because you get in this just to like you know act you don't you don't right that's a bonus yeah yeah exactly you get into this because you like acting that's why you're an actor yeah and you like to tell stories and stuff but telling this story and a story that doesn't get told a lot yet right also in this medium of like animated stuff it's just cool what really hit me was like when i went to conventions and people would like talk to me about it um this one girl i guess hers wasn't even like a connection to the love stuff but was Mm -hmm. the the dad the relationship with asami and her dad yeah this girl had lost her father and she was young and she was just like came to me like like i really connected to your storyline i was like whoa yeah (laughs) because again you know like a lot of the time I grew up watching cartoons, they didn't have like kind of dramatic stuff like this exactly. in it. And with Asami and her father, Hiroshi Sato, that was a beautifully told story and mm-hmm. so heartbreaking and so great. So this fan's coming up to you and saying, I really connected with that aspect. Yeah, which wow. is just like so cool. And it's also just so telling of like Brian and Mike. I mean, you know, I'm sure the other actors like saying their praises also, because they're just, in, just such cool artists. And yeah. They just really push boundaries and test conventional thinking. And yeah. that's, it's just so great because that's the only way that art really like progresses is like by yeah. doing things that make the company, you know, kind of scared or, sure. <laughs> you know, um, sure. This is just good. Yeah. It's been a couple of years. You look back fondly on Legend of Korra. If you could say one thing to the fans today, what would you say to the fans? I mean, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Because without an audience, this, this, it doesn't. There's nothing, you know. It's like we provide the words and the visuals, and you put it all together to create an experience or like a living and breathing person. So yeah, thank you for that, and you know, just for like being vocal about Korasami even before it was a thing, which, you know, I think probably influenced Brian and Mike to, you know, consider that as as an alternate storyline and just like people being open with themselves, which caused us to be more open as performers. It was just a really special group of people. 
Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Those were our interviews with the cast of The Legend of Korra. Huge thanks to Janet, David, and PJ, and Seychelles for coming in. That was fantastic. Thank you, guys. You're not going to want to miss an episode of the podcast, so please do me a favor. Subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Visit us online at nickanimationpodcast.com for more episodes. Thanks to the awesome crew who puts this podcast together. This podcast is produced by Jonathan Highlander, Dana Vasquez-Eberhardt, Tony Gutierrez, Jamie Goss, and Andrew Huebner. Original music by Useful Creatures. This week's episode edited by Jonathan Highlander and Josh Caldwell. Our social media team is Narbe Manassians, Sammy Armiger, and David Watson. And our man behind the faders with the gorgeous flowing locks, our engineer, Manny Grujava. Until next time, keep watching cartoons. Cartoons.